Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we focus on metals, mining, and more. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. I'm joined today by a special guest, Mickey Fulp, the mercenary geologist, and we're live at the New Orleans Investment Conference for 2017. Mickey, thank you for joining us today, sir. Thanks a lot. 43rd annual and the Big Easy is always a fun time, isn't it? It surely is. Mickey, you did a presentation the other day in reference to the power of two, and we've yep. discussed it as well. But germane to this time of the year, you also mentioned something about tax law selling. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so what we're seeing, and I just realized this uh, in my weekly interview, we just completed uh, money, uh, mark, metals, money, and markets, uh, um, that we've started to see some people kind of front run this tax law selling thing, I think, because the venture index was down all week. Uh, uh, popped up of four points, but still lost on the week uh, today. Um, but we're seeing higher and higher volumes. We're probably back to pre-normal volumes, which we haven't seen since maybe in uh, the late spring. I think that's tax loss season. So we're seeing these people start to front run it. And I'm guilty too, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> if you're going to tax loss sell, uh, you probably, it's a good time to start right about now. You don't want to do it. Here's when you don't want to do it in uh, the second week of December when it really hits home hard. And that was a bit of what we talked about uh, in my speech on Wednesday evening. And talk about that buying opportunity that you alluded to. There's a certain little sweet spot. Talk to us about December. Yeah, so what we've done, and people who are long-term listeners and readers of my work know that we do this thing with seasonality. So we normalize charts uh, for particular seasons from a year or even uh, two, three months during the year. And we'll do that year after year after year. Normalizing means we start it, say, uh, in this case, November 1, and we set our zero percent there and we calculate the daily changes in indexes and commodities and we've done this over and over over the years and um, and what we what we've found and I kind of knew this in the back of my brain a few years ago that sometime around December 15th is the heart the the real push on tax loss selling and the Toronto Venture Index uh, will hit a seasonal low sometime on December 15th, plus or minus two to three trading days. So that can go anywhere from, say, December 12th to even up to December 20th, depending on weekends, yes. and we're talking trading days. But it'll hit this seasonal low, and that's solely by people bailing on these stocks as tax losses. Well, people will bail on really good stocks, let's say, you know, that have had a, a, a high earlier in the year and now they're in a seasonal trading pattern and a low and they'll sell these stocks. And you can go in and pick up these really good uh, gold explorers or gold miners very cheaply. Some December 15th, plus or minus those two days, you watch the volumes when the volumes really start picking up in these things. Go in and buy them, and you can sell them in the first week of January and make money. Now, just on the index, which is a composite of 400 largest market cap stocks on the Venture Exchange, you'll see uh, over our composite since the exchange was uh, was created in 2002, that's a 16-year period, uh, from that low on December 15th to, to a high, say, on January 5th, something like that, um, about 10% return on your money. 
if you could play the index. But what we do is we go pick off good stocks. And I showed two in my talk uh, that you made 50 to 60% on your money by doing this on a short-term 8 to 10-day trade last year. Now, I won't put you on a spot and, and have you mention those companies, but outside of gold, are there other sectors? Is it uranium that's catching your attention during this time? Oh, it can, yeah, it can be gold, it can be uranium, it can be copper stocks. It's junior resource stocks on the venture exchange, but you're playing the top tier and the, the really good, the cream of the crop sort of stocks that, that have seen much higher prices. You know, I gave an example, and we won't mention a name here, uh, but it will be on my website. Uh, my presentation will appear on my website uh, under this event. Uh, a stock that had a December 15th low in 2015 of 54 cents and had a high in 2016 of 335 came off and you could buy that stock at a buck 47 on December 20th and trade it at 240 on December 29th. That's a 63% return. So. And who doesn't want that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, let's switching gears slightly here. Talk about precious metals because we've heard discussions here at the symposium, or I'm sorry, conference in reference to precious metals. Give us your thoughts right now. I see anomalies right now and distortions. What do you see? Well, I see distortions in the fact that U.S. dollars surging right now. So six of the last seven weeks, the dollar's been up and gold's been down. So, so this downturn in gold from the high of... Uh, I think uh, 1350 or something yearly high hit in mid-September, six of the last seven weeks it's down, um, or I guess that'd be early September was when it was, um, and six of the last seven weeks dollar index has been up, so I think it's purely a phenomenon of the strength of the U.S. dollar. I'm encouraged by the fact that Trump wants a weak U.S. dollar, it makes a lot of sense for the U.S. economy, uh, especially trade balance and and we're hoping that that he's going to not pick a new fed chairman is going to be a hawk on on raising interest rates uh very strongly because you know that's that put the world uh the u.s and world to hurt i think so uh, i i actually seasonality of gold will demand that uh somewhere by about uh, uh mid-december to the first to the first of March, you're going to see a seasonal uh, increase in price of gold. Now, outside of gold, I'd like to get your thoughts on the PGMs. Yeah, what's going on there? I don't really know what's going. On. That's topsy turvy market with palladium uh, trading at uh, about a four percent uh, leverage to platinum, and that's uh, that's uh, nearly unheard of. Last time it happened was in. 2000, 2001, when the Russians cut off palladium exports, and at the same time, GMC uh, got worried about palladium, and they went in and bought uh, a bunch of stockpiles of palladium, end up with a billion dollar loss. That's the last time we've seen this uh, platinum-palladium ratio uh, less than one, and I don't think that's going to last very long. I think uh, market economics, you know, the reason people converted or manufacturers converted uh, from platinum in catalytic converters for gasoline engines versus and moved into palladium is historically palladium's been much cheaper. Platinum is a better catalyst. It requires less platinum than it does palladium one for one. So I think 
and I'm assuming that that conversion can be made fairly quickly, but if pl- platinum stays below palladium, I think you'll start seeing more uh, platinum use in cat- catalytic converters. Now, are you buying platinum right now? Uh, I haven't bought any platinum for probably near about a year, uh, but if I were to buy on dips uh, platinum or gold, silver, platinum, palladium, I'd be pl- buying platinum. And, and really that's all I bought over the last two or, two or three years is, is platinum because it's undervalued with, with historical respect, not only to gold, but also palladium. And how about rhodium? I mean, we're looking at what a fifty percent increase almost here in the last. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact you can now buy rhodium bars, and you never could before. You could only buy rhodium sponge, and sponge is this, it's not attractive. You know, it's I mean, it's about what it sounds like rhodium sponge. So the fact that you can now buy a rhodium bar, I think, uh, probably increased demand for that. And rhodium is also used in a small way in catalytic converters. It's necessary, but a very small percent. Now, I'm not going to ask for a number here, but do you see rhodium continuing on this trend, or do you see it cooling? You know, it, it's such a small market, and it's so speculative. You know, it's it, 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 compared to platinum and palladium, which are very small markets to begin with, the rhodium market's minuscule. So... I don't have. I don't think the regular supply to band fundamentals is are really going to be uh, uh, in play there. You know, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of ability. I think likely just using logic and science and reason that that rhodium market can probably be manipulated pretty easily. Well, Mickey, thank you for your time. In closing, please give us the website. Uh, MercenaryGeologist.com. And is this a free subscription? Yeah, a free subscription for my newsletter. You get my stock picks. That's why you want to subscribe. We're going to have a couple of new stock picks here in the month of November and some things I'm uh, I'm playing my own money into this significant amounts of my own money. I think uh, they'll, they'll be of interest to my subscribers. Uh, what is the Twitter feed that you have? It's at Mercenary Geo. We're up over 63,500 Twitter followers, quite active on Twitter. Right. And last but not least, please visit our website, www.provenimprobable.com, where we interview the most respected names in the natural resource space. You may reach us at contact at provenimprobable.com. Mickey Fulp, the mercenary geologist, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you, Maurice. All the best, sir. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.